part of the National Bureau of Standards with several highly accurate clocks. Mickey says it's 9 o'clock on Monday, the 16th day of January, 2012. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is now in session. This is KB7YB Net Control. My name is Rich. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the net? Monday night, the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa meets for training and exercises in the public service communication arts. Someone has to be ready. This net is dedicated to addressing that challenge. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa also activates during threats of emergencies affecting Maricopa County. So when trouble strikes in Maricopa County, tune here. This net is an activity, not a separate organization. We don't recruit people from their chosen organizations. So, go join the public service organization of your choice and come here to learn Hone your skills and exercise your equipment. All are welcome here. The only requirement are a radio, a license to use it on the net, and an interest in using both for the benefit of others. We expect to make mistakes and learn from them. Old grumps and sorry attitudes don't belong here. This frequency is hereby a can-do how-to zone. This is KB7YUV Net Control. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is held on the Mount Ord, figures 146.92, minus offset, and the Shaw Butte, figures 147.24, plus offset, linked repeaters. Both repeaters require a figures 162.2, Burns Tone. Thanks to the good guys at the Arizona Repeaters Association for authorizing us to use these repeaters. Any stations that can't reach either repeater should try transmitting Simplex on the output frequency of the repeater you can hear best. Wait for the repeater to stop transmitting before you transmit. Any stations that hear someone that net control cannot hear should notify me with the word relay. In the event that these repeaters fail, we'll use simplex in the Shaw Butte frequencies, figures 147.24 simplex. Program a memory in your radio with figures 147.24 simplex. This is KB7 YB net control. Most of is a net scribe. No one volunteered last week to be alternate net control, and I really just need somebody to scribe for me. So if someone's willing to help you out tonight, who's willing to step forward? Take notes from the net. I have pen and paper handy and I'm ready to go. I do not have internet access right now. AC70W. Okay. Uh, we'll figure out how to, to get a. Uh, we'll have to figure out how to get the notes to me afterwards. No problem with that. We'll get that figured out. Thank you so much for, uh, for stepping forward and listening. We're all familiar with VHF and HF operations in public service. They may be the most first rated you think of, but there are other bands that can be used when, needed, when the need arises. So what does this mean in our roles as public service communication operators? This is a question we'll address in tonight's topic, the role of HF in public service communications. If you checked your email earlier in the week, actually late last week, um, we were asked to do a little homework assignment. That's to make an HF contact if you're licensed for it. Then I'm going to take check-ins based on that. What I'd like you to do is I'm going to call for everybody who's made an on-air an HF contact this week. Now, what I'd like you to do is check in with your name, your FCC call sign, and whether you made a, uh, a yes or no, whether you made a contact with HF or not last week. That's name, FCC call sign, and a yes, no, whether you made an HF contact this week or not. We're going to start with all the guys who did the HF contacts first. Uh, come now with your FCC call sign. K1 Lima Papa India K1 LPI your report please K1 LPI Dave yes
Thanks very much, Dave. Can you close the FCC call sign, please, to keep you legal? K1LPI. Thank you very much. Anybody else make a contact on HF this week? Mark, W7AYU. Yes. Okay, Mark, thank you very much. Uh, you doubled with somebody. Person to doubled uh, the other person to come down, please. Very good. Anyone else make an HF contact this week? N7 TOS Tim. Yes. Alpha Delta 7, Alpha Sierra, Leonard, yes. Okay, N7 TOS, 87 AS, anyone else? Kilo Foxtrot 7, Romeo Yankee X-Ray, yes. And your name? Seven Romeo Yankee X-ray. Your name, please. This is Dennis. Thank you very much. Anyone else make an HF contact this week? guys to uh, stand by please and uh, I get the rest of the check-ins because I'm going to be uh, uh, asking you uh, how you did it and uh, what equipment you're using. Uh, anyone else who wants to check in on tonight's net, uh, come down with your FCC call sign please. FCC call sign only. K5DAR. Whiskey 9, Hotel Mike Juliet. Kilo Echo 7, Victor India November.
Whiskey Bravo 7, Uniform Lima Whiskey. Correction. 
Go ahead. As you got scribed, that was KI4 NSF AC70W. KI4 NSF AC70W. Okay, I'm of course, that's Patrick Phelps. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? This is K1LPI. Uh, the HF contacts were made on the uh, 40 and 20 meter bands, uh, mostly on 20 meters, checking into the maritime net on 14.3 megahertz uh, using a vertical antenna. It's a trap vertical, which tends to be very narrow-banded, so I use the automatic antenna tuner on the FT897 uh, to match it to the radio, and it resulted in uh, roughly 5 by 7 contacts on the East Coast, uh, working stations from uh, Florida and up into New England, and uh, some stations also in the Southwest on 40 meters, a number of stations in California, and one cross-country contact to the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. K1LPI. Okay, very good news. Or, yeah, very good news. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark. Okay, I made a single contact from here in North Phoenix uh, to South Alberta uh, in Canada. Uh, I made the contact initially on 40 meters and uh, because of band conditions switched down to, uh, uh, or sorry, up to 20 meters and uh, did that using uh, my FT450 100 watts uh, through an Alpha Delta uh, DX EE uh, fan dipole uh, up about uh, 30 feet only. Uh, it's kind of a makeshift right now. So I uh, used that and it worked out well. Um, the band conditions deteriorated after a little while, but uh, we were able to make contact and, and uh, get a good contact in there. So W7AYU. Very good. Thank you, Mark. Anybody have questions for Mark and his contact? And, uh, what do you choose for Nintendo or Dave for that matter? Violence. Okay, I guess it'll be the right thing to guys. I'm going to be doing a lot of talking tonight. N7TOS, uh, Tim, come down and uh, fill us in with what you did and how you did it. Roger, this is in 7 TOS. I made several contacts, uh, one on 15 meters and one on 12 meters. Uh, 15 meters uh, was in Washington State. Uh, the 12 meter contact was in Georgia. Uh, I'm using a Yezu 450 with a uh, inverted B K5RB Jr. The signal reports I got were uh, to Washington was uh, 59 and to uh, Georgia was 53, but the band was uh, seemed to be bouncing in and out. Uh, but it worked. This is in seven TOS. Do you have any questions for Tim? 
appreciate it very much. Leonard, uh, come down and let us know what you, uh, what you did and how you did it. Hey, this is Leonard. Uh, some uh, different contacts. Uh, on 75 meters using a FT950 and an Alpha Delta DXCC. Worked the uh, Saturday morning Mercury, or I'm sorry, Marinette for 80 meters uh, on 39.90. And also on the Sunday morning worked the uh, Racy's net for Arizona, which basically are local nets. And also on Saturday morning on 40 meter worked the uh, uh, Mercury Western net on 40 meter. Then more interesting was on Thursday I worked mobile with the dummy load on a stick, otherwise known as a UHV-6, on, off my Dodge Ram to uh, on 20 meter to um, Indiana and an island off the uh, coast of Florida while mobile. 87AS. Anybody have any questions for Leonard and his contacts? KF7CCC. KF7CCC, go ahead. I guess I'll throw a question out to everybody. Is everybody doing this on phone, or is it CW, or digital, or how are they working these contacts? KF7CCC. Good question, Dave. Contacts are on uh, phone uh, using, you know, standard upper or lower sideband, depending on the band. Uh, 20 meter and up is upper sideband. Uh, 40 meter down is on the lower sideband. Um, 87S. Thank, thank you, the letter. Uh, I want to move on with Dennis, and then we'll go back around and find out uh, some other stuff with, if they're doing on one voice or CW. Dennis, go ahead. Dennis KF7RYX. That's what I'm. That, yes, sir. That's what I'd uh, like to talk to. Very good. Yes, I made uh, several HF contacts on uh, 40 meters, uh, 20 meters, uh, 17, uh, 12, and 10. Uh, I talked with uh, people from Connecticut, Florida, Hawaii, Washington, Colorado, and Puerto Rico. Uh, all of them were uh, phone contacts. Uh, my equipment, I've got a Kenwood TS-2000. Uh, I have a gap vertical antenna. Uh, it's not one of the traps, so it uh, gives me a pretty wide range and is fairly well tuned right out of the box. And I just recently, uh, this weekend, got an Ameritron uh, AL811 uh, uh, amplifier, uh, which uh, does give you the ability to climb up over the noise uh, when it's needed. So KF7RYX, back to net. Do you have any questions for Dennis? Uh, Dennis, uh, confirming those were all phone contacts? That is affirmative. They were all phone contacts. Much closer to the emergency call sign, please. This is Rich. Net control, KV7 YV. Okay, uh, that's, and that's one thing to bring up, too. Uh, and I'm going to open this up to just about anybody. How many different digital modes are there on HF? Come down to the FCC call sign. Is 
KI4 NSF. Go ahead, Patrick. There isn't a limit. Um, there's probably a dozen that are commonly used, but anything that's published so long, so it's not considered encrypted, you can use because you can always invent your own if you want to. KI4 NSF. Very good. Yes, that's true. Um, and there's different modes coming up all the time. Um, the one that I've played with probably the most recently is called PSK31. It's a 31 hertz uh, signal. Real narrow, don't need a whole lot of power, but you know you get through an incredible amount of noise. You kind of watch it on a screen, you pick it up, and you try to listen for it, you can't hear it there. Um, but yes, there's, uh, there's Amtor, there's Ridi, there's Pactor, there's um, PSK31, BPSK, um, I'm trying to think what some of the other ones are. But anyways, that's, uh, there's ALE, those are some of the other stuff that uh, I've played with. How many different interfaces do you need to your HF radio computer to work, some, to work most of these things? with just the sound card, uh, audio in and audio out, if your radio can do box, and you uh, plug the sound card to audio out into radio and rely on the box to, uh, to uh, turn the uh, transmitter on when you're sending something out. KF7CCC. Exactly. And that's one of the good things with uh, some of the new modern software, is that um, all these different modes can come up in one software package. What I've seen uh, multi-PSK. The interface isn't pretty, but it gives you a big block up in the corner of the different modes. And click the button, and, it, and the thing changes modes, and you, you can change modes on HF. And it's, uh, it's real handy if you're trying to figure out what uh, mode somebody's working. It gives you the waterfall. You can kind of bracket where it is. And uh, that's that, that with uh, Ethereum. Uh, for interfaces. Okay. Okay, let's get back into uh, emergency communications with uh, HF. What are some of the advantages for using HF uh, in an emergency? Seven Romeo Yankee X ray. Okay, I got two of you. Uh, Romeo Yankee X ray, go ahead first. One of the advantages is that you don't have to rely upon the repeater system. You can uh, use uh, just straight simplex to communicate uh, and go long distances. Uh, one of the contacts that I had uh, this week was a gentleman back in Missouri, and we were communicating with five watts uh, for that distance. KF7RYX, back to net. Thank you very much. Yes, that's true. Um, don't have to rely on repeaters for it. Mark, go ahead. Well, you might need to get your, uh, your message out over long distance, like he mentioned. Uh, um, I know in cases like Katrina, um, people were checking on the welfare of, uh, of people in that area and needed to communicate over long distances to do that. So uh, that would be one example where you might use HF, W7AYU. Okay, can anybody think of any other reason to use HF in an emergency? Go ahead, Leonard. Kind of like using Simplex, but longer range. Doesn't require a, a repeater around. So, especially if you're using Invis, you can uh, get over the top of hills and stuff. That uh, because the repeater got blown off the air, is to, uh, you can do with HF using Invis. 87 AF. Okay, that's 
that's true. The other reason um, that I know of is that uh, sometimes you get a lot of solar noise, and it doesn't happen that often. But uh, when the worst of the worst comes, sometimes your HF and UHF won't work on it. You need to use HF on it. Um, anybody come up with any other reasons for HF? K5DAR. Go ahead, Daryl. It's one of those systems which you cannot get very well with a scanner. So it's a little, little safer on some of the communications that we'd have to put through for the emergency service. K5DAR. If you want to pass traffic into the national traffic system, that may be the place to do it because those nets can cover the entire country. Or if you have traffic for, say, a maritime mobile, you'd want to do it on the maritime mobile net, which is an HF net. Also, hurricane nets, for example, uh, meet on HF, K1LPI. Okay. And there's one more advantage to HF. And Dave's right. That, that does that. Um, that there, there's one more reason for using HF, and it's actually used statewide here. But there is uh, an HF, uh, a couple of HF frequencies um, in one of the plans I read a while ago for in-state HF. Why would you do that? KI4 NSF. Go ahead, Patrick. Taking a guess at this one, but I would say in general it would be less crowded than a local um, repeater frequency, and you have the frequent more frequency agility because you're not stuck to a repeater. Ki4 and SF. Exactly. That and the size of the state. Um, I mean, Maricopa County alone is, is larger than three states in the U.S. And when you're looking at going from uh, Flagstaff to down here. You know, yes, the repeaters are working. That's assuming they're all linked and life's wonderful and everything's up and, and all the links are working. But you can't always uh, rely on that. And even with state, even with county communications, um, we did uh, go ahead and test that with the county of the uh, one of the exercise sites out in the west, and uh, we're at 80 meters and it works just wonderful during the day. Okay. Let's go over, uh, now a couple times we've heard the, uh, the words Edmus used. Who wants to explain what that is and why we want to use those types of antennas? KF7CCC. Go ahead, Andrew. I believe MBIS is Near Vertical Incident Skywave, and uh, it's an antenna that radiates pretty much almost straight up, so that will then bounce off the ionosphere and come pretty much straight down. So if you want to get in touch with someone who's close to you, you need to use an MBIS antenna rather than trying to bounce off the ionosphere, which would take you hundreds or thousands of miles away. KSF CCC. AC70W. Yeah, the way you get your signals to go up, and they usually work up during daytime, you want to use like 80 meters or 40 meters, so uh, lower frequencies. And uh, <coughs> you want to mount your, uh, your uh, horizontal antenna closer to the ground than, than you would expect to. Uh, so at 80 meters, you can have 10, 15 feet off the ground. That'll get your. Uh, Get your center going more up than out. AC seventy W. Exactly. So that's what we did. Um, I put up a grid. I put up pull the dipole up about fifteen feet and uh, straight up, straight down, nice and loud. Uh, where it needs to talk to. And the other give you in, in, in HF terms, that'll give you about two hundred miles um, of cone. And if, you know, if you want to go back to all your mathematics and all that other fun stuff, angle of incident, angle of return, you know, straight up, straight back down, and you get kind of a little bit of a cone shape to it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much NVIS in a nutshell. Okay, uh, propagation. 
So, Ken, uh, I know Propagation has been, been doing good this, this recently. Uh, who wants to uh, give me a, a quick review of what Propagation is? Propagation running. Anybody? 
what that is is you just get a, a, a log wire antenna, and you just get a piece of wire and hook it up to the end of your tuner and just stretch it on out as far as you can go. Um, long story about that, but we won't get into it tonight. And, um, and that works really well, too. Um, just a single strand of wire, throw it up in the tree, stake in the ground for ground, or uh, another piece of wire, the other half of the dipole, or just even a short radial on it. Works really good for it. AC-70W. Go ahead. Yeah, technically, you're talking about a random wire, not a long wire. Long wire is going to be multiple uh, wavelengths of whatever frequency you're using. A random wire is just uh, as long a wire as you can get, random length. AC-70W. Yeah, random wire. Um, they work. You got to have a tuner with them, and uh, watch where you put the end of it because if you happen to hit high curve point or high voltage point, um, trees catch fire. Long story. Anyways, okay. Uh, anybody have any questions with HF and the role of HF in emergency communications? PE7EULA check in. And I also run HF. Okay, Travis, we got you in the log. Thank you. Anybody have any questions about what we've talked about tonight?
So the answer is, it's good day and night, K1LPI. more detail next week. Uh, if people want to save their questions until then, uh, we'll, we'll take care of them then. Okay, sounds good. Steve, does that answer your question? Um, yeah, sort of, but I'll, uh, if next week's topic's uh, specific to that, I'll just, uh, I'll hang on to it. W7KMG, thanks. Okay, no problem. Dave, thank you very much for the explanation. Yeah, um, we'll be getting into uh, next week. We'll be uh, continuing on with HF, and uh, if you've got questions or if you think about this during the week and something doesn't make sense, um, bring them up next week and uh, I'm sure you get them answered for you. Mark, thank you. B7AYU for ID. SVF, go ahead. I'm just wondering if there is any, uh, is it better to use CW in certain situations where less equipment needed to operate CW? KF7SDF. Yeah, Good question. Who wants to take that one?
So uh, it's going to be one of the biggest uh, outdoor gatherings of hams uh, maybe in history. <laughs> okay, one LPI. Okay, Dave, thank you very much. Dennis, uh, K7BAB, go ahead. Thank you, Rich. Just want to remind everybody that there's a junior ROTC orienteering event coming up on the 28th of this month. Uh, this particular one is the fourth one that our group has helped to cover, and they're covering about 50% more square miles than they have in the past, so we need more people to help cover it. Uh, so got five sign-up slots open. If you like to do some hiking in the open desert, it'd be great for you. You don't need a four-wheel drive. I have enough of those already. We can uh, cut some of your hiking down because we can shuttle some of the people in by four-wheel drive. There are some roads that crisscross the target area. So if you want to do some hiking on a Saturday, um, sign up. Come on out. K7BAB. Website for that is mcecg.net, and uh, while you're there, set up the ECM server. We'll get to that one later. Any questions or comments on any of the announcements coming out of your call sign? KE7VIN with another announcement. Go ahead, Kevin. Actually, I was hoping Kelly would do this because uh, he's on again tonight. But uh, El Torto Mesa uh, will be the uh, 14th of April, 2012. Um, and the start line this year has moved from Red Mountain Park to downtown Mesa. Uh, we're still looking for communications for seven, eight stations and uh, an assistant net control and at least three, three shadows for officials, at least three safety units and as many SAG units as he can get. Um, this is not yet, uh, or this, this uh, unit is not, uh, or this event is not an MCCG event uh, currently, but the HAMS have helped with this event for many years, and uh, we could use your help. If you're interested, uh, contact uh, Kelly, AC70W, at uh, AC70W at ARL.net, and uh, volunteer your time. KE7VIN. Okay, what's the date for that again, Kevin? Saturday, April 14th, 1-4, KE7-VIN. Okay, thank you very much. Are there any questions about this announcement or any of the other announcements we've had? next Monday evening at 9 o'clock. The topic will be the role of HF, the exercise portion of it. Mark, W7AYU will be that control. My call signs to Kelly, KE7A2I, my net scribe station tonight. I appreciate all your help and support. All stations would like to experience alternate, the an experience in the alternate net control chair. I'm asking for volunteers tonight to help next week. You won't be asked to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. But if you'd like to try your hand at alternate deck control next Monday night, call now. Well, if no one else volunteers, I'm starting to get back on the air, so I'd like to get back in the chair. So AC70W Alpha Charlie 7 Echo Whiskey, I sure would, uh, sure would do that. AC70W. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. I expect an email from uh, Mark next week. Uh, in any case, have a pen and paper handy and, or a computer spreadsheet or something. Uh, I'll be ready for that. This has been the Emergency Net Maricopa. You can find a recording of the archives of this and other net information at www.aen-mar.org. For more information on Arizona Aries, go to www.az.arl.org forward slash secure. For practical hand-on experience, in a public service event with the Maricopa County Emergency Communications Group at www.mcecg.net. And while you're there, click on the AZ Hamster button on the front page to sign up for the for the AZ Hamster email group to receive bulletins and notices about the net and other public service topics. 
Thank you to all that stations for participating this evening. All stations are free to stand down and secure. Thanks to the Arizona Repeater Association for letting us use these repeaters. Thanks also to the General Amateur Radio Community for cooperating with the net. This is Net Control closing the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa and returning the frequencies and auto patch to, to General Amateur Radio News. Good night and watch out for stalkers. This is KB7 YB.